Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, the, uh, what, a week away from uh, Thanksgiving, right? <clears throat> Thanksgiving next Thursday. I'm uh, taking next week off, and you know what I'm going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. I'll do two things. I'm going to put up Christmas decorations like nobody's business, and I'm going to spend most of my time in the kitchen because that's what I do. It's cathartic. It's like therapy. And God knows I've, uh, I've you know, flirted with therapy before. i got to tell you, you're, you're probably better off just doing something else, you know, laying on the couch. How about go to the gym? You know, how about, uh, how about go to the kitchen and cook for your family? How about hang up some Christmas decorations? How about back off the antidepressants and the anti-anxiety meds and maybe just, I don't know, breathe? How about that? That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do next week. I can't wait. I can't wait. I will be uh, posting to social media. But if you're expecting, uh, you know, political uh, arguments and whatnot, you're probably going to get, like, uh, ham hocks and bean videos. That I'm just going to tell you, because honestly, that's what I think we need. I think we need food for the American soul right now. Because uh, a lot of people are on a, what I would consider to be, and I'm not meaning to uh, sound like I'm beating the drums of war, but I will tell you that I do believe that the country as a whole is on a, what we call a revolutionary war footing, which is what uh, uh, Victor Davis Hanson said before the election. We're kind of on that that unease, that we can't trust anybody. And I'm going to tell you right now that uh, I, I was thinking earlier today, I thought, you know, the, the biggest revolutions in the history of the world And then I thought, no, 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 no. All of the revolutions in the history of the world that ended bad for the elites uh, started with the powers that be telling the people how great things are and the people saying, you know, I don't think so. I think it actually kind of sucks. I think things are really bad right now. I'm not happy right now. And and honestly, uh, kind of done with this nonsense. Just kind of done with it. And that's kind of where we are right now. We're told to believe that everything is fine. We're told to believe. And listen to this. Listen. There's a poll. This was last week before the, uh, the election. Uh, overwhelming percentage of voters in Senate battleground states dissatisfied with the direction of the nation after new, nearly two years of Democrats controlling the administrative straight state the legislative branch and the executive branch of the federal government i know this is weird right because uh, we're made to believe that uh uh, we wanted more of this that, that's happening now, the inflation and the, the open border and the war possibly uh, between Russia and us and the Ukraine getting billions and billions of dollars and apparently either accidentally launching a missile from uh, their, uh, an anti-aircraft missile into, into Poland, or they just launched a missile into Poland to kind of stir things up a little bit and then lie about it and then get a lot more money from us. But, you know, whatever, who cares? Doesn't really matter, right? Right now, because everything's perfect in America today. But listen, 67% of voters who said in battleground states believe the nation was on the wrong track. 
Uh, that include uh, people in uh, Nevada and Arizona. <laughs> That's kind of funny because, if I'm not mistaken, Arizona just supposedly reinvested in the uh, in uh, the the candidate who uh, who uh, was for open borders, even though. 80% of Arizonans say that the border is out of control. They want it shut down. It, it's kind of strange. And then, of course, there was all the election shenanigans that we're going to get into. Don't, don't get me wrong. We're going to get into all of that because I'm telling you, this is blowing up around the country. This is this is blowing up, but really blowing up in Arizona. And we're going to get to that. So uh, uh, 23% of voters in swing states said that the nation was headed in the right direction, and that included in uh, uh, Nevada, 23% of the voters said that uh, they're going in the right direction. We should keep doing this. We should vote for Katie Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, and Mark Kelly. Uh, you know, then there's a Georgia, same way, and uh, New Hampshire, and North Carolina, all these. So um, the recent Heritage uh, Foundation shows that uh, Americans have lost $4,200 in annual income since Biden assumed office. But we are made to believe that we want more of this. Now, I did a, a monologue on Monday that's blowing up on the, uh, on the interweb, and it's called What We Are to Believe, if you believe what happened in the midterms. And now, am I alleging voter theft or you're a denier? Well, um, no, you know, I'm just saying... If you are to believe what happened in the midterms, then you have to believe the list of things that I went over. And if you'd like to see that, it's on my Rumble channel at Rob Carson Show. It's lengthy. Somebody called it a, uh, what did they call it the other day? They called it a manifesto. Isn't it? No, not a manifesto. Was it a screed? No, 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 no. It was just a monologue. There's just a bunch of thoughts that you need to consider when you look at the midterm elections and, and what's happening right now. And uh, it's just kind of strange. But the uh, the biggest and only revolutions in the entire world happen when the powers that be who are feasting and living life and loving life and living beyond the means of the average person in the society said to the people, everything is absolutely cool. And uh, if you really need some help, we can throw you some crumbs, maybe a little uh, COVID relief check right after the election in 2020, you know, something like that. But that's that's where a revolution happens. And I'm just going to say, generally, it doesn't end very well for the powers that be. All right? And, and I'm just I'm making these observations because I'm seeing things like, uh, for instance, oh, here's a big victory. Here's a big victory, according to the uh, Biden administration today. Listen to this. Is America finally winning the war on drugs? Now, uh, since Joe Biden has been in office, we saw last year 107,000 people die of overdoses from drugs. This is a gigantic increase from before. I mean, it's unbelievable. And part of it is because the open border and fentanyl streaming across the border. Chances are, you know someone who, had, if, if not, you know, first person, maybe someone who knows someone who died of fentanyl poisoning. Uh, I got to tell you, I don't know anybody who died exclusively of COVID. Now, I'm not saying a lot of people didn't die of COVID. I'm not going there. I had COVID. It sucked. I could see where COVID could take down somebody uh, who's, you know, 80 years old or somebody who had multiple comorbidities. Absolutely 100%. I understand that because one of the number one ways that elderly people die in this country is because of pneumonia. All right. And pneumonia is a big deal. And when you get COVID, your lungs get, you know, and that's what happens. So I don't want to take away from that. Not, not one little bit. But I am going to tell you right now that uh, preliminary data showed that drug deaths were down in 2022. Now, uh, there were about uh, 107,600 people died of 
overdoses in the United States in 2021. When uh, Joe Biden was president of the United States, he still is, obviously. But this year, are you ready? And I'm just going to ask you to calm yourself down because you're going to be dancing around the office. You're going to be going, happy days are here again. Did you realize that drug overdose deaths dropped by 40 you're thinking, 40%? Oh, my God. Yes, yes, 40%. Oh, my God. Kids are going to be able to realize their dreams and not accidentally get an Adderall they thought was an Adderall they got online, turned out to be fentanyl, and they ended up dying. No, it's 40 people. It was 40 people, yeah. Uh, preliminary data shows there are 107,600 uh, 7, fatalities estimated in the year to June 2022, the latest available, some 40 fewer than the tally in 2021. So we uh, we still had about 108,000 people die, but that's 40 less. And uh, the headline is America finally winning the war on drugs. I'd venture to say <clears throat> that the only way to really kind of win the war on drugs, it'd be like to return the just the fatalities to uh, the year before, to, to 2020. Or, or maybe before that. And then you'd be kind of like, okay, there you go. But 40 people died, which means the, the death rate's the same, and it's still ungodly, ungodly, ungodly awful. By the way, scientists are developing a vaccine to totally block the effects of fentanyl, which is a drug that's made in China and, uh, and then brought here and uh, brought across the border, and uh, people are dying of it. So now what they want to do is kind of like, I guess, what they did with COVID. Uh, China exports a disease, and then uh, we pay for a giant vaccine that is supposed to work. Uh, it didn't really work with COVID. It didn't stop you from getting it. They say it maybe made your symptoms uh, less. That generally doesn't happen with vaccines. So there's that. Center for Disease Control and Prevention released preliminary data Wednesday covering the first six months of the year. Dr. Raul Gupta, the director of the White House Office of National Drug Policy, said in a statement, are you ready for this? Because the 40 less deaths of the 108,000 people who died in 2021. Today's data continue to show a hopeful trend of a decrease in overdose deaths. He also called for, are you ready for this? Uh, more federal funding to boost efforts to prevent drug deaths. There you go. So, uh, yeah, how good is that working for you? Again, the powers of be saying that everything is great, and the people saying, I don't really, I don't really think so. I, in fact, I would venture to say that things are terrible, and uh, and I'm getting lied to by a lot of people, including uh, the, the the party in power, and, and including the the mainstream media and big social media. Now, it's kind of interesting because in, uh, in places like the Soviet Union, still in China, it's a lot easier for the uh, government to have a line about everything that you are supposed to believe. Because in Russia, there was uh, Izvestia, Pravda. These were state-run news agencies. And if you didn't uh, say exactly what the state wanted to, you died, you got killed, you got murdered. That's just the way it happens. Same thing in uh, China. Still happens today. North Korea. Are you kidding me? But in the United States of America... We have a free press. We have a First Amendment. It made us, I'm, I'm just going to say, the First and Second Amendments, one-two punch to, that made us the, uh, the most powerful nation in the history of mankind that became the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. One-two, First Amendment, freedom of speech and assembly and religion, Second Amendment, a gun to back it up. There you go. And, uh, and in Russia, they didn't have that. And in China, they don't have that and all of that. But look what happened to Russia. Here, uh, the mainstream media works along, I mean, part and parcel with the Democrats. That's it. We know this. It's a duh, you know, duh. And, and then we also know that the DHS, 
uh, and the FBI literally worked with Facebook and Twitter and YouTube to shut down anything negative about uh, COVID, the Afghanistan withdrawal, Hunter Biden's laptop, Russia collusion that actually was Hillary Clinton and the FBI uh, and the DOJ working together through scuttle Donald Trump's campaign, then surveil his uh, his uh, transition team and presidency. So all of that stuff is happening. And again, we go back to the uh, the basic principle that uh, whenever revolution happens in the world and has in the past, it's when those in power say everything's fine while they feast high on the hog and they tell the little people that everything's cool. And the little people go, uh, no, not really. No, not really. It's really bad, actually. Amber waves of pain. Here's another headline. <clears throat> Thanksgiving dinners will be 20% more this year. Did you know that? Uh, general inflation slashing the purchasing uh, power of consumers is a significant factor contributing to the increase in the average cost of this year's Thanksgiving dinner. Are you even bothering with the Thanksgiving dinner this year? I would venture to say many of you aren't. And if you are, you're probably considering going to a, uh, a food bank. Mm. Listen to this. Farm Bureau President Zippy Duval, <laughs> Zippy Duval uh, remarked in a press conference that state and local chapters of the organization would conduct charity efforts to support families that cannot support or, or afford Thanksgiving meals. Not take our food supply for granted, he remarked. Wow. Zippy's a dude. Anyway, uh, well, could be. I mean, anyway, as many of us gather with Thanksgiving and friends for especially, it's time for a giving a thanks and doing our part to help those who can't afford a big holiday feast. And, of course, the government says that uh, inflation it was transitory and it really doesn't exist and it actually dipped and it's only a 1,000% more than when Donald Trump was president. But everything's cool. There you go. Now, I've got some more uh, news uh, about the economy. I've got uh, some news. Oh, the Donald Trump poll we're doing on Newsmax because everybody was going to throw Donald Trump uh, to the wolves and uh, Donald Trump was over and everything. And all the people who've been nailing tr uh, 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 nails into Trump's coffin uh, suddenly decided that, yeah, they were going to continue to say that Donald Trump was over. Well, it turns out you guys are not saying that. And, and a lot of other people are kind of uh, are on to why they want to get rid of Donald Trump and move on to Ron DeSantis. We've got that. Uh, we've got your phone calls. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's The Rob Carson Show. Thanksgiving is next week, and, uh, yeah, it's going to cost you about 20% more this year. thought you should know, but that's okay. That's okay, because Joe Biden is in charge, and uh, the American people have placed their faith in uh, in his leadership, and uh, and they love the way everything is in the country. Um, it is kind of uh, it is kind of strange that way that uh, Democrats, too, also, it's interesting, <clears throat> because, you know, whenever you, uh, there are times in your life that if you've been on the planet long enough, uh, you know when something's going to fail because you have life experience and, and you can tell. And, uh, and, and generally there are people who are, you know, maybe, maybe they're younger, maybe they're naive and they, they just immediately think, oh, you know, uh, I've got a new idea. We're going to change everything, blah, blah, blah. And then the people, uh, you know, the, the people who have some life experience are going, no, this, this isn't going to work. 
And and I'm just going to say that if this entire model with regard to uh, Democrat leadership is not going to work, and the people don't like it, not one little bit. Home builder sentiment drops to its lowest level in a decade. Construction firms are hit by soaring costs and scarce demand for uh, from cash-strapped buyers. Remember, the, remember, like two years ago. When the home building market was amazing and a lot of people were thinking about buying a new house, maybe having one built. I haven't, I haven't done that yet. I've got a, a 1987 house, uh, a builder-grade nightmare, um, and, uh, and we had to fix it up myself. And, and I've always dreamed of buying a new house. That's out the window. <laughs> that is out the window because, uh, you know, right now I've got a 3% interest rate for 30 years, and the average is about 7% now. So there's that. But anyway, the National Association of Home Builders, uh, they say that uh, uh, that uh, the 11th consecutive month of declining sentiment and the lowest level for the index is 2012, uh, excluding a brief plunge in 2020 at the onset of the pandemic. Higher interest rates have significantly weakened demand for new homes as buyer traffic is becoming increasingly scarce, according to uh, NAHB chairman Jerry Conter. But apparently people want more of this. Oh, this is where it gets real for cul-de-sac dwelling women like my wife even though we don't really live in a cul-de-sac now. Target earnings plunged 52%. This is bad news for big SUV-driving yoga pants-wearing Chardonnay-swilling pool moms. Oh, my Lord. Target earnings plunged 52% as it suffers a $400 million loss due to organized theft rings and inflation forces uh, forcing down prices while retail sales rose 1% in October as consumers spent more on gas, food, furniture, and cars. And then there's the organized theft. So uh, Target, Target, I know Target. Target is suffering. Uh, the company's struggle comes after Walmart and Dollar General boosted average uh, performances on Tuesday as more middle-class shoppers pinched by inflation turned to discount supermarkets. So there's a little bit of that. But everything is cool, and everybody needs to uh, you know vote for Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. Um, and then this, listen to this. So the Fed is telling you that the way that we can bring inflation down, are you ready for the ultimate insult to injury? Because, you know, I mean, I know things aren't real good where you are. If you're middle class, you know, if you, uh, if you have a, a house and you're making payments on it and you've got uh, two jobs now because it's not enough and your utility bill's raising by 30% this winter and all of your grocery prices have gone through the ceiling and you haven't gotten a raise. But here is what they're saying. Federal Reserve... A member of the Federal Reserve, Christopher Waller, one of six members of the Fed's board in a speech in Phoenix, Arizona, said that employers should stop giving pay raises to their staff, and that will help bring down inflation. There you go. So if we want to solve this, um, you, you, you can't get a raise. <laughs> Oh, my God. He pointed out there's almost uh, two jobs for every person looking for work, and their wages were rising faster than they have in Texas uh, in decades, making the target of 2% inflation even tougher to reach. He says, wage growth has been a contributing factor to inflation, especially in the service sector, so it is important to get the labor market into balance better uh, by uh, to bring future wage growth down to a more sustainable level that will assist in moving overall inflation lower. At any other time, I'd get pretty unhappy about slowing growth, but not now. So the Fed is saying the solution to the problem is not the Fed. It's that you, uh, you're you making too much money and you should make less. There, yeah, there's that. 
again, revolutions throughout history have been caused by those in power creating realities that aren't true, telling you that everything is great, telling you they're doing a great job, uh, hoping that the tools of the state, and in our case, the big social media, the mainstream media, will shout down those who disagree enough that the revolution won't happen, you see. So uh, I have got some good news about the House of Representatives. I've got some unbelievable audio with regard to uh, Donald Trump running again and how people are beginning to say, you know, not ready to get that Ron DeSantis tattoo yet. I'm going to wait on that for a second. This is The Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. So I uh, understand that uh, Nancy Pelosi is giving her uh, farewell address to the House today. Apparently, the House has been literally, I mean, not literally, figuratively dropped on her. <laughs> there you, somebody fed me that line this morning. I thought that was pretty funny. The House dropped on Nancy Pelosi, and, and there her little shoes are sticking out. Just go ahead and grab them, and those, uh, those uh, striped socks will just curl up and disappear underneath the uh, House of Representatives. But uh, Nancy Pelosi is now officially history. Here's some of the uh, reaction from the crowd in the House of Representatives to her announcement that she will no longer be seeking public office. Dorothy, the wicked witch is dead. Hey, hey Dorothy, the wicked witch is dead. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, I know. I was, I was waiting on that one too. You know, as a comedy writer, you got to kind of sometimes reach for the low-hanging fruit. But I would venture to say that <clears throat> the only thing that she really ever did was be the first woman. Speaker of the House. And that's about it. I mean, if you can think about how life has gotten better since she became the Speaker of the House in the United States of America, how everything has gotten better, how we're freer, uh, how we're making more money and everything, uh, please explain how she's been able to do that. Uh, or basically just say she didn't do anything, really. Just a lot of political posturing and enriching herself and all of her cronies, which is what she did. Because originally, when she, I think when she went to the House, she's worth a few million dollars. She's worth between 130 and $300 million now, and uh, she was making $170,000 a year. So I need to figure out how to do that. I really do need to figure out how to do that. So we did this uh, poll on Newsmax, and uh, it's still going on, by the way, and it's basically to gauge how you feel about Donald Trump running for president or Ron DeSantis. <clears throat> Ron DeSantis has not said he's going to run for president. Right now, he's the governor of, uh, of Florida. He's doing a great job, by the way. And he had a great victory. Part of that has to do with uh, people moving from places like New York and California, where Democrats have made life a living hell, to Florida, which has said, come on in. Don't pay any income tax. By the way, also, that happens in Tennessee. A lot of people moving to Tennessee. A lot of people moving to Tejas by the way, Texas. And uh, and so part of that, and then also Ron DeSantis put in these uh, unbelievably awesome um, voter verification rules. All right, so you got to show your ID. There's no massive early va ballots. There are no, there are, there were a lot of mail-in ballots, of course, because, you know, you sometimes you're in the military, sometimes you're infirmed or whatever. And then they counted all the ballots on election day. And lo and behold, uh, it sounds like the voice of the people was actually heard. And so, ta-da. And a lot of people are going, hey, man, that means Ron DeSantis has to be the president of the United States. And they're forgetting that, you know, Donald Trump did a hell of a job as the president of the United States, all the while taking incoming fire 
from the day he came down the escalator. And uh, and he wasn't done. And, and a lot of us say he wasn't done. We want more of it. Because Donald Trump is the only person right now we can absolutely depend on to say no to people like Nancy Pelosi and say no to the what is now becoming an oligarchy in this country. He's the only person that I reliably can look at and say he changed the GOP. He changed Washington, D.C. Those who hated him in Washington, D.C. and drove him out of Washington, D.C. are still saying they don't want Donald Trump to go back to Washington, D.C., even though they are also telling you he has no chance of winning. Okay, so that's why I'm saying, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm leaning towards Donald Trump right now. But here's the poll if you want to text. It's a, a, th- a vote, the word vote, to 39747. 39747 takes just a couple seconds to vote. And, uh, you know, usual messaging and data rate supply and all that stuff. But uh, vote to 39747. Right now, about 60% of people taking part in this poll, which are not just Newsmax viewers. They're also, you know, people who listen to my show and my podcast, okay? Presumably a good share of them are Newsmax viewers, but some may not be. That's perfectly fine. So it is kind of, uh, you know, a a, a sample of uh, people, presumably, that are... um, Relatively conservative. I know, that's fine. But you can be relatively conservative and vote for uh, Ron DeSantis. So right now, it looks like Donald Trump's ahead 60 to 40. Okay? And that's cool. That may change. It may get bigger for Trump. It may get bigger for DeSantis. But clearly, a lot of people, Ron DeSantis is top of mind because that was the most successful race. He and, uh, and Marco Rubio had the most successful vote margins in the country, Republican or Democrat. So people are going, you know, <clears throat> I think I'll get that Ron DeSantis tattoo right here. Just put it right here on the forearm or maybe on the shoulder. Or I could do a tramp stamp. Um, but I'm not going to do that. No, because uh, you know, I want to I wait. I want to wait. And when the same people who've been driving nails into Donald Trump's coffin say that Donald Trump is over and done, I go, hmm, why is that? By the way, uh, Representative Mike Garcia, former Navy pilot, scored an upset to uh, win in the strongly Democrat district Wednesday, handing GOP control of the chamber and giving the party a rare reason to celebrate in state dominated by Democrats. Now, listen to this carefully, because it's kind of interesting. The conservative Republican was reelected to a third term in a district that has a 12.5 percent point Democrat registration edge and was carried by then-president candidate Joe Biden by double digits in 2020. It was Garcia's third consecutive victory over Democrat Christy Smith, a former legislator. Now, Garcia was first elected in a special session in May of 2020, then was reelected two years ago by just 333 votes. He faced an even tougher challenge this year after his left-leaning district was redrawn and became more Democratic. And it looks like he actually ended up winning 54 to 45. That's kind of interesting. He flew over 30 combat missions during Operation Iraqi Freedom as the sole GOP House member with the district anchored in heavily Democratic Los Angeles County. And you know who else uh, lives there? Nancy Pelosi. I know, I know. So Garcia's win, which gave Republicans House control, came up came up uh, with a splash of political sass arriving in a state so solidly Democratic that a Republican hasn't won a statewide race since 2006. It's also the home to uh, Nancy Pelosi, California, known nationally as a liberal monolith, but pockets of conservative strength remain. Even when they try to draw them out of the, uh, the you know, get rid of them with gerrymandering, he was able to win. And the sweetest thing, he was endorsed 
endorsed by Donald Trump, who Democrats say has no chance of winning whatsoever. Uh, here's Seb Gorka, somebody who I really enjoy uh, hearing uh, on uh, Rob Schmidt's program the other night, talking about... Donald Trump and his uh, and his uh, possibility of being the candidate, and why he and I and a lot of other people aren't uh, going to change their mind because the GOP establishment bleeped up the uh, the midterms. And he's doing it again. He's not doing it for the money, and he's not doing it for fame. He's doing it because he loves America. And I know something about journalistic professionalism. I know one thing for sure, Rob. Newsmax isn't going to choose a candidate. And they haven't, by the way. For the no. American people. Not now, not ever. We, we are two years away from an election. What the hell is Fox doing going crazy for Ron DeSantis? Yeah, it is kind of interesting about old Fox News, isn't it? Or anybody else. Exactly. There's a, there's a really cool thing we do in America, and as an immigrant, I like to remind Fox News, it's called primaries. Last time we had 17 candidates. Yeah, this is all the stuff that I said uh, last week. And the toughest guy, the last man standing, became the president. How about the American people choose our nominee and not the Murdoch? Yeah, there is that. And then there's a Jason Whitlock. He's a, a political commentator. I love this guy. I think he's uh, amazing. I want to get him on the show sometime, but we kind of compete with each other. He's also a person of color, and he says he's not jumping off that Trump ship. Bending to the establishment. Everybody's bending to the establishment. Everybody's compromising their values and principles, bending to the establishment. I'm not going to do it. I'm looking at Trump. They're trying to put this man in jail. Uh, they've done everything possible. The establishment yeah. on the right and the left have done everything they can to destroy this man. Yeah, and I'm it's not jumping ship. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Democrats are, uh, pushed legislation to ban Trump from ever holding office. Just yesterday this happened. Democrat Representative uh, David Cicilline floated legislation that would bar former President Trump from ever taking office again. The Hill newspaper reported that he sent a letter to the House Democrat colleagues Tuesday uh, previewing a forthcoming bill. He says, I have drafted legislation that would prevent Donald Trump from holding public office again under the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment Section 3 Disqualification Clause banned individuals from holding office if they engaged in an insurrection. Now, uh, there was a, an impeachment of Donald Trump after he left office that said there was no insurrection. And the FBI said that January 6th wasn't an insurrection. Trump was impeached in the House, acquitted in the Senate. Yeah, because of insurrection. But they're trying to prevent him from ever holding office again. Which, again, makes me kind of wonder, uh, why are they doing that when he's not a threat and he's done and he's no longer whatever? Why, why are the enemies of you and me who call this fascists? who called us racist and white supremacists, and now are saying, come with us and work with us and leave Donald Trump behind, why are they still concerned about Donald Trump? I'm just kind of wondering. Uh, it, it's just kind of strange. Here's Steve Bannon, by the way. Steve Bannon had a great... Um, you're, you're quoting a lot of left right-wing extremists. No, no, actually, pretty, uh, pretty great thought leaders, actually, and there's a reason why Steve Bannon has about 60 million followers. Uh, here he is talking about uh, alternatives to Trump. Uh, just go through all of them. They're going to be looking for a uh, an alternative to Trump because they want they don't want to effectuate the policies we need to make sure that the working class, the middle class, are not eviscerated in this country. Since 1972, listen to that again. Hold on. Uh, just go through all of them. They're going to be looking for a uh, an alternative to Trump because they want they don't want to 
effectuate the policies we need to make sure that the working class and middle class are not eviscerated in this country. Yeah, there you go. Donald Trump is the only candidate you know uh, who is tried and true a defender of you and me. The middle, a lot of them, you know, maybe uh, middle class, you could be the upper middle, whatever the hell, but the, the, the common people. Since 1972. Listen to this. Just to make sure people understand this. Since 1972, blue collar workers in this nation adjusted for inflation have had a 12 cent wage increase. You've now had 19 months in a row of, of real wages dropping. But I want to make sure people understand, since 1972, blue-collar workers... Remember what I said about the revolution, that uh, all revolutions in human history have stemmed from a, uh, a ruling class saying that everything's great and awesome and wonderful, and the uh, the people who are uh, the average people say, no, no, they're terrible, and you're making things worse. This nation, adjusted for inflation, have had a 12-cent um, wage increase. And probably the best run you ever had was in the summer, fall, and Christmas of 2019 under Donald Trump. Yeah, there was that, right? There was that. I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. I've got a nephew named Jason, and he lives in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and I couldn't be prouder of him. And he's, like, he's only like six years younger than me. He's like br- a brother. Um, but you know, he's got a little house, and they just paid off their little house. And uh, he works his rear end off. He's got a snow removal business in the uh, wintertime, and he's got, uh, he, he puts in... Uh, uh, sprinkler systems and, and stuff like that. He's got really rough hands in the whole deal. And a lot of people in his neighborhood where the median income is probably less than 30 grand uh, think he's rich because he's got a Jeep and he's got a pontoon boat and he has a little um, little one-bedroom vacation condo at Lake of the Ozark. And there are people in leadership in this country who think that's too much. <laughs> they think that's too much. Do you hear what I said about the, the Fed, the guy on the Fed who said that uh, what we need to do to control inflation is to stop people from getting raises? That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of tone deafness that exists, you know, up top. Uh, I've got a little bit more. No, actually, you know what? I'm going to play it right here. Here's a little bit more from Steve Bannon, and this is what I have said, and I just want you to be prepared for it. The um, Right now, 0.5% of our nation, 0.5%, and that would include Ken Griffin and Steve Schwartzman. And all these guys that are the, uh, the anti-Trump wing, the anti-Trump money wing, the 0.5% own more assets than the bottom 90% of the nation. Okay? The bottom 90% of the nation. Now, I don't mind us and them. I don't mind people making a lot of money. I just don't like the people at the top enriching themselves when they've got really, really close ties to government officials uh, while we all, we all feast on the crumbs. This is exactly what we fought a revolution against. Huh. Uh, an aristocracy, not just a landed aristocracy uh, in England, but also a uh, a, a merchant, oli- a, a rising oligarchy of merchants. The- yeah, I said that uh, last year. There's uh, we're becoming an oligarchy, and that's what Hillary Clinton loves, and Barack Obama loves because they've always looked at Russia as the template. British East India Company. The the revolutionary generation knew what was going to happen to America unless we broke off from an empire on the rise, an mm-hmm. empire just yeah. hitting their inflection point of really becoming the most powerful. That's the shocking thing about the revolution because they understood what was going to happen. And here we are today. Yeah. And if you don't think times, if you don't think financial and economic times are going to get a lot tougher, then uh, you're certainly not watching the war room, okay? Because it's going to get a lot tougher. It's going to get a lot, you know, it's going to get a lot tougher for it. not going to get a lot tougher for Ken Griffin. It's not going to get a lot tougher for Steve Schwartzman. It's going to get a lot tougher for you. Yeah. And, by the way, for you Democrats who voted for more of the same, uh, and particularly you dead ones, um, uh, you know, um, 
American people didn't vote for this. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Do you know why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's The Rob Carson Show. And I have a plea for the Republicans and advice. If you embrace MAGA, you're going to keep losing. You're going to lose more. The embrace of MAGA in 2018, 2020, and 22 didn't work. We welcome you to work with us on a bipartisan basis to get things done for the American people. Well, that is weird because uh, now the shoe is on the other foot. <laughs> Just a couple weeks ago, you were a white supremacist and a mega fascist and the whole deal, and they were threatening violence against you, and there were acts of violence happening all over the country. A hundred, uh, uh, what, crisis pregnancy centers burned or, or vandalized the whole deal. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on, but that guy, that, that person suddenly wants to uh, reach an olive out branch out to you and I. If you leave Donald Trump in the past. It's kind of uh, kind of weird. Here's Liz Harrington talking about Donald Trump. In, and listen, this isn't about an endorsement of Donald Trump. That's not what I'm doing. You make up your mind. I'm just saying, why are so many people saying no to Donald Trump when they've been calling you names and shouting you and attempting to destroy you for like seven years? President Trump knows exactly right what this mission is and how tough it's going to be. And he's got the scars to prove it. It's already been a tough fight. That's why he's uniquely qualified to lead this fight. And it's all about saving our country. And he said it last night, it's not about him. It's about this movement. It's going to take this movement to save this country. Everyone knows how bad things are right now. They probably will get worse. But they also know it doesn't have to be this way. And you talk about the working man and woman, what do they want? They just want to get ahead and be left alone. But the problem is they're not going to leave you alone. They're going to take your job. They've probably already done that. They're going to shut you down. They're going to put a mask on your kid. They're going to open your border. They're going to weaken your wages. They're going to send your kids off to endless wars to enrich themselves. But guess what? We know what's going on. We're getting involved and we're going to win this together. Yeah, you would think, and, and I'll tell you also, and, and this is something I, I and I and I did my uh, my big monologue called uh, "If We Are to Believe," the twenty twenty midterm election. What we have to uh, what we have to say? Oh, okay, okay. And there's a list. There's like I've read it's like six pages long of things we have to believe to believe the results of the midterm election. Am, am I talking about uh, election fraud? I don't know. Maybe who know a little bit of that. But uh, certainly a lot of misleading, uh, a lot of lying, a lot of uh, uh, abortion in January the 6th, and Republicans are evil and all that. And then when they get the victory, you've got uh, Chuck Schumer, who's just an awful, awful person telling you, leave that behind. No big deal. I love you guys. Leave Trump behind. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, coming up, I've got uh, a bunch of news. Yesterday we touched on it briefly, and that was the uh, the supposed nuclear secrets in Mar-a-Lago, and how we were uh, pummeled. 
pummeled and made to believe that Donald Trump had stolen nuclear secrets. And I've got some audio media montages uh, all saying that Donald Trump did this. And then yesterday or the day before, the Washington Post say, came out with a legit story, said, no, they were just mementos and, and things that he felt were his. So I'm going to get into that. Then we're going to get into Arizona because there's a lot of stuff going on in Arizona. And Carrie Lake is not conceding. And I say, oh, hell yes. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Joining us at the bottom of the hour is Dick Morris. Dick Morris will be uh, talking about what happened in the midterms, what we are uh, expected to believe with regard to the midterms. And, and again, I'm just uh, presenting ideas. I, uh, I wrote my, uh, my uh, monologue, and it, and it said, uh, basically, if we are to believe that the midterms were a victory for Democrats, then this is what we need to believe. If you'd like to see it, just go to uh, Rumble and, uh, and look up Rob Carson's show, or you can listen to the podcast of the show. Let's see, day before yesterday, so that'd be what? Tuesday. All right, if you want to check it out. But, you know, uh, we are in a position right now where there are people in power who are uh, quite well off and uh, recession-proof, uh, never have to take a pay cut. Washington, D.C. never has to take a pay cut if they have to shut down the government, which is, uh, you know, the worst crime in humanity, shutting down the federal government. Uh, everybody gets their paycheck. Everybody's taken care of. You and I, meantime, no, 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 there's none of that. Uh, federal employees get paid like 70% more than the rest of us. They get these glorious retirement packages. I I don't have a retirement package. You know, I got, I got a little nest egg, but I mean, you can keep that in the incubator for years and I'll never be able to retire on it. But basically, you've got the haves and the have-nots. And I've said when a revolution has happened in the past, uh, generally, there is the uh, the ruling class, the elites. They are very wealthy. And uh, and they uh, tell the the people who are being ruled, who are, are scraping by, that everything is great. And eventually, the have-nots tell the haves, you know, I don't think so. That's a, that you're you're lying to me. And and another thing also is uh, when the uh, the point that things really change and, and revolutionary change takes place. And again, I'm not talking about a uh, a physical war. Nonsense. No, 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 no. But it's when the have-nots don't have a say anymore. It's when the have-nots don't have a say anymore. And then they realize that their situation is helpless and they have to rely solely on the ruling class. And the ruling class loves that. This is kind of interesting. Adam Kinzinger, uh, who is a just, I mean, one of the most awful people you could possibly imagine, was on MSNBC's deadline uh, on uh, the January 6th House Committee. He said they stopped uh, the red wave in the 2022 elections. It didn't get anything done. 
They were a kangaroo court. They only presented friendly witnesses on one side of the story, but mission accomplished. He said, and I'm quoting him, in terms of the results, it was fantastic. I mean, we all expect that, and I'll say I'm guilty of this. I expected as we got closer to the election that this was going to be a red wave, just history and everything else. But I think the January 6th committee, even if people don't vote for that issue, it kind of popped the bubble, so to speak. So people started feeling uneasy. Okay, so there you go. He said that the uh, mission accomplished, the red wave was crushed because of the January 6th committee. Another thing that happened also was Donald Trump had Mar-a-Lago raided. And, uh, and you know, the, the specter of uh, FBI agents who we always held in regard, uh, high regard. There was a TV show back in the 60s I, I saw in reruns called The FBI, a Quinn Martin production. We were made to, uh, we lionized the members of the FBI, uh, not realizing, of course, they've been corrupt since they were created during the Woodrow Wilson administration. They even went through the church commission in the 1970s because they were so bloody corrupt. But uh, we know that the FBI is uh, wholesale corrupt, and all of the, the information about that is come out since since the raid on Mar-a-Lago, which was meant to affect the outcome of the election and to demonize Donald Trump. And I've got some more audio on that in just a second. Um, and then you've got this, uh, is, is Chris Christie, who, by the way, I mean, he's just, I mean, this guy is so good at yo-yo dieting, he's doing tricks now, like walk the dog. He has his pants, I mean, I think he's above the nipple now, and just, I mean, wow, just Wow. Apparently, uh, Republican governors awarded Chris Christie a huge applause on Tuesday after uh, uh, he blamed Donald Trump for the disappointing elections uh, in the midterms. And, and some of the uh, governors there applauded wildly for that. You see, because uh, Mitch McConnell's message, uh, the Republican establishment's message that it was Donald Trump's fault, apparently has worked with at least the establishment. All right. It's not working with me, though. It's not working with me. Not an interesting that way. And you want to know something? I'll, I'll just do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna break with a little. Uh, a little uh, palate cleanser. But the other night, Donald Trump, when he did his announcement for president, as he was going through the uh, tunnel in uh, Mar-a-Lago to the ballroom, there was the song. Uh, Can you hear the people sing from Les Misérables? And uh, it is a song about uh, the French Revolution. And I had said that we are in revolutionary times, kind of like the, the, the French Revolution to some degree. You've got the bourgeois and the proletariat, the haves and the haves-nots. And, uh, and now you've got a Bastille. In, in, in Washington, D.C., there is a Bastille with political prisoners in it from January the 6th. Many who've been in custody for two years with no trial date being uh, kept uh, toiletries, uh, not being able to t talk to their relatives, not being able to leave their cell, being in solitary confinement for a year. This is all true, by the way. And I find it kind of funny that, that Donald Trump played that song. So Jim Gossett and I did this. Do you hear the people sing, singing a song of Donald Trump? It is time to take the Democrats and Biden to the dump. Trump is going to run again, hear the beating of the drums. He will drain the swamp and throw out all the bombs. I hope so. Will you join in our crusade and help the Donald win? Make sure the Democrats... Take it on the chin. Why do they hate him so and much? And join in the fight that will make us great once again. Sing. Do you hear the people sing? 
sing a song of Trump's return. We love you, Ron DeSantis, but you should wait your turn. Yeah. Trump is going to run again. He, he will be the nominee. And in two years, once again, we will be free. I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. There you go. And you know what? Um, that's the way it should be because, you know, there's this uh, primary coming up here. Here's Ron DeSantis. Now, Ron DeSantis is uh, is being used by the powers that be, uh, by uh, Republican rhinos who, who uh, managed to uh, keep power in the House and Senate, which is absolute bullcrap. And I hope every day that if you get the time, you will call Mitch McConnell's office and just say, uh, start doing your job or uh, we're not going to get along anymore. All right, we're going to stop being the means of taxation and production. Do your damn job. Uh, same way with uh, the vinyl siding salesman, Kevin McCarthy. Same thing. But here's Ron DeSantis. He's telling everybody who's telling him there's a big old feud between him and Donald Trump to just chill the hell out. Now, look, I think we, we, just, we just finished this election. Okay, people just need to chill out a little. You know why they want a civil war between DeSantis and Trump? Go ahead and think about it. Because a Trump-DeSantis ticket would be a nuclear bomb to the Democrat Party. A little bit on some of this stuff. I mean, seriously, we just ran an election. (laughs) We have this Georgia runoff coming, which is very important for Republicans to win that Georgia runoff. I mean, I know around the country, uh, Florida was kind of the the biggest bright spot. It was not so bright in many other parts of the country. It yeah. was a, it was like a, Arizona. I'll get to that in a minute. It was a substandard performance given the dynamics that are at play. So hopefully we'll be able to be able to do that. But I think what people like me who've been given the opportunity to continue is, OK, uh, let's do something with that. And the reason why we want historic victory is at the end of the day, we led, we delivered, and we had your back when you needed us. And that's all we needed, and that's why people still support Donald Trump, because he did that when he was a president. And he took all the arrows for us from everybody. And the people who are launching the arrows at us that he took, they all want Donald Trump out now. Yeah. Claude in Arbutus, Maryland. Hello there, Claude. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hey, Rob, I guess you took Rush Limbaugh's please, right? Uh, no, I, I have the same time slot, but uh, I wouldn't say that anybody has replaced Rush Limbaugh. Oh, really? Now, he was a great guy. I miss him. Well, thank but you, my friend. I'm going to say that if Ron Sanders needs to calm down and Donald Trump needs to calm down because they would make two great pairs, they would beat a nuclear bomb. You ain't kidding. Because you, brother, you, you know it. And I said this a year ago. I said, Trump to Santis, are you out of your mind? Of course. And that's their biggest fear. And that's why they're trying to create this this uh, civil war between the two of them, Claude. Oh, you're 100% right. And, you know, we need to stick together as Republicans. Yeah. Because, you know, it ain't getting any peace. Democrats are, are the worst ever. They want to destroy our country. And we, we ought to make a song about Nancy. Bye, Nancy. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, we've we've got some Nancy Pelosi stuff coming here, uh, but I appreciate your phone call, bro. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for calling. 
Yeah, by the way, so now we have the House. This is positive. And now we have actually an opportunity to go after the malfeasance and what we called the abuses and usurpations that we all suffered during the first two years of the Trump of the Biden administration and, uh, and uh, from the day that Donald Trump uh, uh, declared office. So we have the ability to investigate why the FBI covered up Hunter Biden's laptop and worked with Facebook. We have got, uh, well, we've got an a, a, a investigation into the abject corrupt, corruption of the uh, Biden administration and apparently james comer says there's some stuff coming out today because uh this is the first thing that uh, congress is going to do uh, we also have evidence that shows he was a large part of hunter's business dealings that he was an equity partner that uh, hunter requested keys from the chinese partners uh, to have an extra key for joe biden and joe biden's brother so that they could have office space uh, so that joe biden could work with his son to work with the Chinese to get their foot in the door on the American energy industry. Now think about this, Sean, at a time when Americans are suffering from high energy prices because of Joe Biden's disastrous energy policy, and at a time when Joe Biden's had to go to Saudi Arabia. It's unnecessary because we have all the oil right here and everybody knows it. Beg OPEC for more oil production. We've now learned, and we have a PowerPoint presentation that we're going to present in a press conference tomorrow in Chinese that that uh, Hunter was using to present to the to his backers in China a plan. That's how the Bidens got thirty million dollars. By the way, it's not because they're skilled at anything. It's because they were selling uh, access to Joe Biden for China to get ownership and to purchase liquefied natural gas from uh, producers all over the United States, and then even worse, to be able to get ownership in the infrastructure of the natural gas industry by what? purchasing an interest in the drillers. So when Joe Biden says he's going to get tough on China, I mean, Joe Biden was was a partner with his son in trying to help China get well, an interest in yeah, and, and Joe Biden, by the way, sold a, a million barrels of, uh, of oil out of our strategic petroleum reserve to China. To China. James Comer says there's going to be a criminal investigation of Hunter that could lead right up to old Uncle Joe. I think we've proven... Uh, with the Fox viewers, we're going to prove with the mainstream media tomorrow that uh, Hunter Biden's shady influence, uh, shady businesses have compromised our national security. Yeah. Now we're going to investigate Joe Biden to see if, in fact, that uh, this White House is compromised. And when people see the amount of money that Hunter Biden has received from our adversaries in Russia, Ukraine, China. I want to see people go to jail. And the Middle East. I think they're going to be concerned because right now the average person doesn't realize all the wrongdoing that Hunter's done. Yeah. We're going to have a press conference tomorrow, Jim and I. And I'm we're, waiting for that. We're going to connect the dots on everything that you mentioned in your opening uh, about all the wrongdoing with the Biden family. Because this is an influence peddling scheme from this family. And then we're going to make it very clear that this is now an investigation of President Biden. There you go. Now, uh, coming up, we've got, uh, I want an apology from everybody who said that uh, Donald Trump tried to steal nuclear secrets. That ain't going to happen. Because that lie played into the the midterm election. We're going to get into that. And then also, what's going on in Arizona? Uh, Katie, Carrie, Carrie Lake is not going anywhere. And I support her 100,000 percent let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show the one thing the america hating left and democrats didn't expect unlike them we don't hate america we are finally putting america first it's the rob carson show so robert clary died who's robert clary he's corporal lebeau 
from Hogan's Heroes. Uh, Hogan's Heroes is on from 1965 to 1971, and uh, and I watched, uh, like so many uh, Gen Xers watched uh, Hogan's Heroes and other shows uh, after school because there were only three TV channels back in the 1980s uh, in, the, in the late 70s. And we used to watch Hogan's Heroes, which was a pre- preposterous show. It was based on, uh, it was a comedy in a German prisoner of war camp for you millennials who don't know. Uh, but Robert Clary was a, uh, he was an Auschwitz survivor. He was a, a Holocaust survivor. He was 96 years old. He died. And the best revenge is to live long, right? If you're a Holocaust survivor, 96 years old. And he was in Auschwitz for 31 months. And he survived. Wow. A life well lived and a long life. Let's talk about uh, Joe and Mika and their show on MSNBC. They got a new theme song. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheat, cheat, cheat. Talk a lot, pick a little more. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheat, cheat, cheat. Talk a lot, pick a little more. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheat, cheat, cheat. Talk a lot, pick a little more. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheat, 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 cheat. Professor, her kind of woman. There you go. That's their new, uh, their new theme song. Now, um, in case you didn't know, the Washington Post reported very quietly earlier this week that Donald Trump was not doing anything nefarious with the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. So the big raid with the 30 to 50 FBI agents, some of them actually arriving on boats on the uh, the bay there, uh, coming in just like they did with other Trump officials, uh, including Peter Navarro. But Peter Navarro was arrested in the airport. Uh, but anyway, uh, it turns out that uh, Washington Post investigators believe that former Donald Trump's motive for allegedly taking and keeping classified documents was largely his desire to hold on to materials uh, as trophies or mementos. I'm not hearing anything from the media. I'm not hearing any, apologize, uh, any apologies. Here's, here's Joe and Mika. When they heard a hint of a, a, a leak from the FBI that uh, the reason why they went into Mar-a-Lago was because he had nuclear secrets. Yeah. So with that in mind, we begin with new information on the FBI search of Donald Trump's home in Florida. People familiar with the investigation tell the Washington Post that classified documents relating to nuclear weapons were among the items agents were searching for. See, that was a lie. That was a lie. It was leaked from the FBI to the media before the election to change the narrative of the media and make him look like a criminal. And uh, it didn't happen. On Monday, the sources did not disclose any additional details about the type of documents or if any were recovered. Here's reaction from the Trump attorney who was at Mar-a-Lago during the search. Yeah, and by the way, uh, as part of the investigation, federal authorities reviewed the classified documents that were recovered from Trump's Mar-a-Lago home and private club and looked to see if there were types of information contained on them that pointed to any pattern or similarities. The review has found any apparent business advantage to the types of classified information in Trump's possession. These people said FBI interviews with witnesses so far also point to uh, no nefarious effort by Trump to leverage, sell, or use the government secrets. No, he just basically took things from his office and stuff, and he took it home because they, they were, um, they were uh, mementos, and they were, and they were trophies. Yeah. Uh, here is uh, Laura Ingram actually going after Trump attorney uh, Christina Bob because everybody was convinced Donald Trump stole nuclear secrets. Or nuclear issues that had national security implications in the president's possession when the agents showed up at Mar-a-Lago. That's correct. I, I don't believe they were, and if they thought well, they were... Well, do you know were, for a fact? Court- do you know for a fact I, they I, were? I, have you spoken to the president? Boy, Laura Ingram's kind of playing hardball there. And about it? I have not specifically spoken to the president about what nuclear... Uh, 
materials may or may not have been in there. I do not believe there were any in there. Yeah, uh, here's here's Joe Scarborough. He's the voice of the nation, even though he's wrong about everything, talking about the uh, catastrophe that we avoided by raiding Mar-a-Lago. Sweet Jesus. Oh, my God. I haven't talked to my client about whether he'd illegally uh, removed nuclear secrets from the White House and taken them down to his country club illegally. Yeah, here's a little montage from the media ready to uh, uh, convict Donald Trump, even though there was no evidence. And oddly enough, it happened a couple months before the election. The Washington Post reports a document FBI agents seized at Mar-a-Lago describes a foreign government's military defenses and nuclear capabilities. The Post adding some of the seized documents detail top secret U.S. operations. Now that's all a lie. So closely guarded that many senior national security officials are kept in the dark about that. It's almost like propaganda to throw an election. And that's because of all the details we're getting. It's become so clear-cut, especially with new reporting this morning from the Washington Post. People familiar with the matter telling the Post a document describing a foreign government's nuclear secrets was among the top secret items seized from Mar-a-Lago a month ago. Yeah, that was all a gigantic lie. Just like the big lie that the FBI, and well, the FBI did cover up Hunter Biden's laptop before the 2020 election in October, like right before November, the election. Yeah, you've been played. Uh, actually, you haven't, but uh, they think you have. Dick Morris up next to talk about the midterms. This is The Rob Carson Show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. We're going to be joined by Dick Morris in just one second. I do want to mention that Nancy Pelosi says she is no longer going to be in public office. And oddly enough, at the same time, uh, animal shelters around the country are saying that there will be no Dalmatian puppy adoptions to octogenarian white women. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe making a coat. Not sure. Pelosi will be gone. We can hardly wait. Bye. The midterm election sealed her fate. Let the door hit you in the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Soon she will be out. Her tenure it will end. She'll hang out with Paul and his new friend. And go to Home Depot together. It's a victory. We're Pelosi free. Wee-hoo. This gal who did us wrong will no longer be. Thanksgiving. Speaker of the House, Nancy will not be the worst to hold the jump in our history. Hey. Division and hate, that's what Nancy sowed. Time to tell her to hit the road. Nancy, do us all a favor. Bye-bye. Pack your bags and leave D.C. Happy days are here. Thanks to the GOP. Sing, everybody. Speaker of the House till January 3. Then we take back our country. January 3rd, we will make the switch and say goodbye to the wicked witch. <laughs> you wicked rat. Look you know, she served in the house and she had one dropped on her this election cycle. Uh, Dick Morris joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Dick Morris, uh, how you doing today, sir? That is such a great song. I love it. I love Master of the House. Yes. <laughs> That's such a great takeoff on it. It's terrific. 
Well, we like to we like to make fun of things when we can because honestly, if you don't take time to laugh at the chaos and the nonsense, you're going to go insane. Uh, let's talk about. I saw you. I saw you the other night at uh, at Mar-a-Lago, and uh, and you made some you made some great points. You just got back from there. Uh, let me ask you this: um, Donald Trump announces, despite naysayers saying, "Do not announce before Herschel Walker." He even went ahead and and said, "I endorse Herschel Walker." Uh, what do you think about what happened, and what do you think about the response from all the people who've been? driving nails into Donald Trump's coffin, now wanting us in the fold, but leave him behind. What do you think? Well, first of all, I want to correct the impression that the media is deliberately spreading that the Republicans lost this election. They did not lose this election. We won this election. They hid the data from the House until the very end. It wasn't out until the day before yesterday. But when you look at the House elections, the only contest in which all, the entire country participated. Only a third of the country was up to the Senate. We found that the Republicans received 53 million votes and the Democrats 48 million. Yeah. And that five-point difference, that five-point Republican margin, uh, was a flip from a seven-point defeat in 2020, if you believe the numbers. Wow. So that's a 12-point flip. Uh, which is one of the largest in recent American history. There's not been a larger flip since before 2000. And um, that is not a defeat. Uh, We did not win the Senate. But you have to realize that going into 22, we had 22 seats that were up for incumbents, and they only had 11. And of our 22, six were vacancies, and the Democrats only had one vacancy. So we held them within one seat. Yeah. But the point about the, the, the you can't lose an election if you win the majority of the votes, and we clearly did win the majority. And yeah. as I said, the bounce back was larger than it was in the last two and a half decades. So um, Trump won this election. Yeah. And the reason we were defeated in a number of the key Senate races is early voting. Mm-hmm. What happened was that the Democrats got it, and they they controlled the election machinery in key states like Arizona and Pennsylvania and Michigan. And they had their people vote early. Uh, Oz, for example, was leading, um, Fetterman was leading Oz by 700,000 to 100,000 as election day dawned. So Oz had this huge gap to make up. And then what they did was they used their control of the election machinery by controlling the Secretary of State's office to screw things up on Election Day. So in Arizona, printers ran out of ink and couldn't print the ballots. Uh, Tabulating machines jammed all over the place. And the lines to vote got longer and longer. In Arizona, 5,000 people registered to vote, signed in on Election Day took one look at the lines and left and did not return and did not vote. Yep. And tens of thousands did that. And that that was the margin. Those were the people that went home who were overwhelmingly Republican votes because the Democrat votes had already been cast. Yep. So that yep. formula of screw up Election Day and get your votes in early is how the Democrats suppressed the Republican vote and won the close Senate races in Arizona and in Pennsylvania.
Now, uh, Dick, uh, uh, Carrie Lake has not um, conceded this morning, and uh, Don't Concede was actually trending on Twitter the other night before a bunch of Twitter trolls uh, got involved in the discussion. Um, I believe there that the uh, Arizona election was bullcrap. And, and honestly, the, the Democrats have done a very fine job of pointing any sort of disagreement with election results when Democrats win, pointing us as we are conspiracy theorists, we are deniers. They came up with the word denier. They came up with the word disinformation, which was used by Joseph Stalin. But I got to tell you, the feces needs to hit the fan in Arizona. And, and I hope that uh, they, well, what would you, let me ask you this, what would you like to see in Arizona? Because I don't believe this election could stand with Katie Hobbs being the Secretary of State and all the junk that happened in Maricopa County. Yeah, absolutely. I agree completely. Uh, I don't know what to do about it because they, can, they won all the offices. I think they may have lost AG. But the point is that exactly what I said, if they got their votes in their pockets early, yep. and then they could mess around with Election Day. Uh, the machines had ballots, and they ran out of ink. There was no ink. They couldn't print them. So they had to resort to paper ballots at the last minute. And there were two- and three-hour lines around the block. So Republicans left without voting. Democrats did, too. But they had already voted. Their ballots were already in hand. So they weren't online. And yeah. uh, I believe that that's how, that's how they rig the election. Well, also, the Dick, and, and there's, d- d- Dick, there's only, the there's only one. The, uh, okay, the culinary union, which is a big arm of the Democratic Party, yeah. announced that it, in the hotels found that it had found 7,500 new ballots. <laughs> and that's what uh, cost Blacksville the election. Wow, it's remarkable. And Dick, the only reason why there are massive amounts of mail-in ballots and not so much, I guess, drop boxes like it was with the uh, Zuckerbucks last election, but also extending the uh, the vote count and the results for weeks after is for the Democrats to look at what they have on Election Day and then find the ballots, find the votes, print up the votes. I'll just go ahead and throw that out because it's my constitutionally first right, uh, first uh, amendment right to say that I don't believe this BS. Uh, but that's what they do. And and that's the only reason. And the only place that they really didn't do that was Florida. And look what happened in Florida. Yeah. But the, what happened in Florida and in New York, where we picked up four house seats, yeah. was that we did a very good job on Election Day in, in both of those jurisdictions and in no other ones in the country. We had a whole list of all voters. And whenever anyone voted, we were notified by the state. And we then immediately contacted the people that had not yet voted and brought them out. And there was a massive operation in Nassau and Suffolk County in New York that piloted our congressional candidates to victory, delivering the House to us. And in Florida, they had it statewide and did a great job. The important point is that, that, but when we go to the future, Donald Trump did not lose this election. No. <laughs> he was a factor in all 435 House races. Yes. And yes. we won the House by 5 million votes. Yep. We lost some Senate races because McConnell defunded them and because we didn't do enough for early voting. Uh, but if you eliminate the defunding of Bulldog in New Hampshire, uh, Oz in Pennsylvania, and Masters in Arizona, we would have won all three of those yep. if McConnell had not pulled the plug. 
Yeah, and also I might mention Fetterman, uh, all uh, 600,000 of his votes were already in before the uh, only yeah. uh, debate, which uh, didn't uh, didn't help, uh, obviously. Right. Let me ask you this, because you, you are an expert on, uh, I believe, uh, Donald Trump. You've been and had experience in Washington, D.C., starting way back when. So, And on both sides of the political spectrum, by the way, Democrat and Republican, the whole deal. I, and I greatly respect your, uh, your um, instincts with regard to uh, politics. Uh, you had said, and I think you're still sticking by, Donald Trump 2024. Um, there is uh, a lot of uh, there are a lot of people who uh, want to get Ron DeSantis tattoos on their arms before you know the uh, dust is settled with the midterms. Um, I think that uh, obviously there are powers that be trying to create a war between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, and I think they're absolutely terrified of a Trump DeSantis ticket because that would be a nuclear bomb. What do you think? Well, apart from the ticket, because that has legal problems because. Yeah. Uh, they both the live Florida in Florida. electors yeah. could not vote for both of them under the Constitution. Okay. They'd have to vote for Trump for president and someone else for VP. But um, Trump could always move and vote out of New York. Okay. Um, that, that, that might work. Okay. But uh, I think that, they, that, that there will be no primary. I don't think DeSantis uh, is crazy. I think he knows that he can walk in in 2028. And I think Trump showed in his announcement statement his ability to transcend the politics and to lay out an agenda that is compelling to the American people. That was a State of the Union speech he gave, not an announcement. And uh, it rallied his supporters and the independents in an amazing way. And I think when the polling comes out post-speech, you'll see that there was a big bump for Trump, no pun, uh, in that uh, speech. Well, I think that a lot of people like me, uh, they look at Donald Trump as the uh, firewall between the oligarchy in Washington, D.C., and the average person. And uh, when you look at uh, uh, so many people who moved to Washington, D.C., like uh, the, the Clintons and like the Obamas, they moved to Washington, D.C., Nancy Pelosi, they leave with hundreds of millions of dollars and, and no legacy. No, we did this for you. Uh, and, and, and people are just damn sick and tired of it, to be honest, Dick. And I know you could feel it. And I said earlier, this is what revolutions are made of. This is what have caused revolutions throughout history. It's the haves telling the have-nots that everything is great and you should be happy with what you have. And and then you add to it, you have no say, meaning the elections are corrupt. And then you've got a recipe for uh, just turning this over. I'm not talking about a violent revolution. I'm just talking about a, a change is going to have to happen. The people will demand it. What do you think? Yep. Well, I think it's evident. I think it's obvious. You know, a 12 million vote shift in parties is between two years is pretty damn compelling. Yeah. The point is that those results have been obscured by the media. I doubt that any of your listeners knew this. Uh, we won 12 million, 12% more of the vote. Uh, flipped it from 2000 to 22. We went from losing by seven to winning by five. That's one hell of a flip. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, Dick. Dick, I wish we could talk more. Uh, we got to run, but I know that your book is out, The Return. Uh, you can get it at re thereturn911.com. Get signed up for our newsletter, and you can see it. So you're still saying Trump's going to be the dude. Trump's going to be the president in 2024. Yeah, he absolutely is. Absolutely. All right, Dick. Uh, I want to say uh, God bless you, and I hope you have a glorious Thanksgiving. And, Dick, if we have nothing else to be thankful Thank for, you. Nancy Pelosi is done. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. I always feel that she had a uh, 
get a madam now quality to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Dick, have a glorious uh, weekend and, uh, and Thanksgiving. We'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. It's a Rob Carson show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson show. There is absolutely no denial coming from Trump's team or Trump himself that he had these documents that do not belong to him right. in his possession. And they still haven't explained. And one other thing I want to say, Joe, I think that there has been speculation by Trump's lawyers who are howling that this is a leak by the government. I think it's very unlikely that the government has leaked this in such a sensitive yeah, they did. A case. In my experience, when leaks like this came out, it was not government officials, but... Uh, identified in reporting as this is as people familiar with the investigation. Yeah, there you go. And, and that is an explanation of uh, <clears throat> what they said was uh, nuclear secrets. Uh, Donald Trump had nuclear secrets in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, the entire charade was a uh, in-kind contribution to the Joe Biden uh, midterm, and he wasn't running, but Democrat midterm uh, election. Uh, you had uh, this bullcrap uh, uh, raid by the FBI, and please, Republican Congress, blow up the FBI figuratively, get rid of it, let it fade into history, because it's awful and corrupt. It's awful and corrupt. It always has been. It always has been. You got that Adam and Kinzinger. He says he thinks that the red wave was stopped because of uh, the January 6th hearing, which was, by the way, uh, a massive kangaroo court one side no defense all sycophants who voted to impeach donald trump on false charges there you go that's what we're up against guys that's what we're up against it's just honestly it's just ridiculous and then you got chuck schumer yesterday even though we know we know that right now people are suffering massively because five million people have been allowed to stream across our border we know that uh, oh there were 40 less deaths because of drug ods uh, this year than last uh, down from one 108,000 to like one, uh, what, what, uh, 107,960. That's what we know that. And it's all coming from there. It's all coming from the south of the border, down Mexico way. And here's uh, Chuck Schumer yesterday saying we need more of it. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own. With the same I hope he gave Satan a big kiss good morning when he got out of bed. Level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them. Because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a pass. Oh, you are so high. To citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. Abuse the American people more. The haves, the have-nots. We have even more. And let's make the have-nots suffer even more. Yay, everything's fine. Vote Democrat. Oh, this is Representative Pat Fallon talking about uh, uh, Chuck Schumer's uh, welcoming of illegals. You know, Maria, it kind of puzzles me because if Chuck Schumer's worried about our declining birth rate, I wonder why he's so pro-abortion. It doesn't make any sense. It's inconsistent. But then again, if... Uh, by the way, it's been like uh, three months since uh, Roe v. Wade went away and no stories about back alley abortions. Not one single one. 
No women dying, giving abortions in back alleys. Because you know what? That was all made up. It was made up like 50 years ago. And it was a lie. It was an absolute lie. Now, where are the stories about all the babies' lives have been saved and all the babies have been born? I have a funny feeling we're going to see like a little mini baby boom. The Democrats didn't have double standards. They I have a feeling Donald could be the new most popular name for babies. No standards at all. You know, it's, it's beyond the crisis. It's become a catastrophe. We've had 20 months in a row, Maria, of over at least 150 thousand encounters, uh, illegal encounters along the border, never mind the known gotaways. Uh, it's about 250,000 right now a month. And then you, you add in the known gotaways, it's about 330,000. Uh, and it's it's absolutely unsustainable. But you know what Chuck Schumer and the Democrats never mentioned, Maria, are the 3.8 million people that are trying to get to this country legally yeah. and have to wait, on average, nine years. I've always said we need to streamline the legal process and we need to tell Mexico we shut down all trade and travel with Mexico and we send special forces into Mexico to paint targets on drug lords' homes and manufacturing facilities. That would end illegal immigration pretty quickly. But here is Alejandro Mayorkas, the secretary of the DHS that created a disinformation board saying there's no crisis at the border. By the way, on the list of top three things to do, impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, indict him, imprison him. Yeah, here he is. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security. I want to see that guy in an orange jumpsuit. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Last hour of the show right ahead. We've got a lot of stuff to get to as it progresses. But I want you to realize, if you uh, have been struggling, and uh, I know many of you have, and, and I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. I had to sell cars for three years. That was that was fun. You, know, you ever try to work in a Midwestern winter? When you got to go out and uh, uncover a car from a foot of snow and you've got peripheral neuropathy in your feet. Yeah, it's like having uh, somewhere between like dead weights on the end of your feet and uh, walking on razor blades. Uh, fortunately, I've actually managed to get mine under control. But, you know, they, they, I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I've been there, done that. And it's, and it's rough. But you know what? If you don't have much to be thankful for, uh, at least you know that Nancy Pelosi is... <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's no longer going to be in public office. Oh, my God. You know, you you do your prayer at the Thanksgiving table. Yeah, obviously, thank God for all of your blessings. But realize, number one on the list is that that happy American grandma. Just think of the acronym. Uh, Happy American grandma, Nancy Pelosi. Her political career is over. So there you you go. I I mean, that, that... it puts a smile on my face. It just it puts a big smile on my face. It's just uh, it's just uh, remarkable, yeah. Oh oh oh! Uh, real quick, a couple of things. Uh, Jim Gossett, the guy who does all the funny songs on the show, we we come to, up with these songs together, and he's a he's a genius, genius comedian, incredible. Live on stage, December third, Saturday in Atlanta. If you want to go, uh, just go here, right to this number. I, I know it's confusing, and it'll be on my social media at Rob Carson Show, Getter, and Truth Social, and Twitter. 678-829-SHOW, 678-829-SHOW. All right, 678-829-SHOW, if you want to see that show. And then hopefully next year, I'll be on stage with them, and ooh, we'll just have all sorts of fun. Uh, also, I know this is going to be very uh, number heavy. Uh, Newsmax is doing a poll to see if you would rather see Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump as a presidential candidate in 2024. 
All you got to do is just text the word vote to 39747, 39747, and, uh, and then uh, just put in your vote, fill that out. And um, right now, I will tell you, it looks like the Trumpster is out in front. So that, that's, mm, mm. but you know what? We're not trying to decide. Newsmax isn't trying to decide. You decide. So, again, uh, vote to 39747. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is a, a little toad, uh, and he is the uh, director of the DHS. And you're thinking, oh, you know, he's a little man. He's demure. He's got bald, you know, whatever. But he's a really uh, just an awful, awful, awful little man because this little man lies about everything. He said he's the director of Homeland Security, and yet he's presided over five million illegals coming across the border. And then an Obama judge just got rid of uh, Title 42, which is going to cause a nightmare on the border. Even worse, even worse. And by the way, thousands of people are dying en route. People are finding uh, dead people on their land in America. That's something you expect. That's part of the American dream, right? Yeah, because of the government's failings, you got people dying on your land and doing shoot outs on your land you know and 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 what else oh uh let's see the uh, the uh, um they're sending these uh, these uh, bus loads of illegals into Democrat cities that are supposed to be uh, sanctuary cities, and they're saying no, they don't want any of that because they want all the suffering down there because those little people don't even matter whatsoever. But here is Alejandro Mayorkas. This uh, he, you know what he is? He's a uh, he's a gargoyle. That's what he, he looks like a gargoyle. I was watching a documentary the other night on uh, rebuilding the uh, the uh, uh, what is it? The Notre Dame Cathedral in uh, in Paris. He is a little. He looks just like uh, a gargoyle. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. Right. Uh-huh. You're a lying little statist. I, I, there are some words I can't say on the radio, and I won't. Listen to this. Now, uh, uh, Senator James Lankford sent a letter to uh, the DHS, to Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, the, uh, he, he has wrote to, to Mayorkas as reports found that the DHS is expanding its disinformation authority across DHS sub-agencies, including into areas like the American withdrawal from Afghanistan, even coordinating with private social media and tech companies to deem what is disinformation. Disinformation. Disinformation was coined by Joseph Stalin in 1923, and this little this little gargoyle is down with it. Lankford said the uh, expansion is a disturbing trend where the federal government goes from combating foreign interference to controlling national narratives and debate under the guise of security. DHS appears to be taking steps by entrenching disinformation police throughout many of its critical missions to and speaking to contentious areas like U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. A further insult to those of you who served in Afghanistan, were injured in Afghanistan, or you gold star families who lost someone in Afghanistan. These bastards are trying to cut Sorry, that was a, that was strong. These little uh, gargoyles are doing that, and they are they are coordinating with private tech and social media companies to de- to decide what is disinformation. This should send Alejandro Mayorkas to prison for life, and I hope it does because this is unacceptable. And this is what we need to hold these uh, Republican, the Republican House. Uh, we have to hold them uh, accountable for all of this. There has to be hell to pay. How dare you? How dare you work with big social media and the already sycophantic press? 
to decide what is disinformation. And I told you, the only people who can decide what is disinformation is the government. And it's anything they want. And because they're saying what you say is disinformation, then you can be gone after when they're lying. This is Joseph Stalin in America, and this needs to end. I am 100% deadly serious about this. All right. Mr. Alejandro Alejandro Mayorkas. Oh, Carrie Lake is not uh, is not conceding defeat in Arizona. It's not because she's a denier or an election conspiracy theorist. It's because uh, she ran against the Secretary of State who is in charge of elections. And there was the same sort of malfeasance and bullcrap as in 2020 in, uh, in the biggest, most populated county in Arizona where 77% of the votes on Election Day were Republican, and yet the Secretary of State wants to certify the election is fair, even though she didn't campaign, she didn't debate, uh, and she outspent Carrie Lake. So this is election malfeasance, and I would venture to say uh, we will find criminality. But here is Carrie Lake. God, I love Carrie Lake. Here is Carrie Lake talking today. Hey, Arizona, Carrie Lake here. I wanted to reach out to you to let you know that I am still in this fight with you. For two years, I've been sounding the alarm about our broken election system here in Arizona. And this past week has confirmed everything we've been saying. When we called for Katie Hobbs to recuse herself over a year ago, they ridiculed us. It turns out we were right. The fox was guarding the hen house, and because of that, voters have been disenfranchised. When we raised concerns and I filed a lawsuit months ago to get rid of the electronic voting machines, they said we were crazy. Well, it turns out we were right. On election day, nearly half of all polling locations had problems with tabulating machines and printers. Malfunctioning tabulation machines forced voters to wait in line for hours. This is bullcrap. To exercise their sacred right to vote. I talked to voters who waited in line for hours. One man told me he went to a location and there was a three-hour line because the tabulators weren't working. He drove 15 miles to another location and the printers weren't working. He drove another 15 miles and was finally able to cast his vote, but he's not sure it counted. Our election officials failed us miserably. What happened to Arizonans on election day is unforgivable. Tens of thousands of Maricopa County voters were disenfranchised. Now I am busy here collecting evidence and data. Rest assured, I have assembled the best and brightest legal team. And I will give you what little I have to uh, support your legal effort, by the way. And we are exploring every avenue to correct the many wrongs that have been done this past week. I'm doing everything in my power to right these wrongs. My resolve to fight for you is higher than ever. This movement started in Arizona and it quickly expanded to all 50 states. It's a movement of mama bears and papa bears. and Yeah, and we're not going to take it. And if, uh, and, and you know what, and we're also not stupid. Okay, we know what the hell's going on. And, uh, and that they would try to pawn this off on us like this is cool, like this is acceptable. 
you know, honestly, uh, get your pitchforks, man. Get get your legal pitchforks out and your and your torches because honestly, this sort of crap cannot exist anymore. We're not stupid. I'm going to tell you the haves have had and the have-nots have had enough, and the have-nots cannot have. This sounds confusing. The have-nots have got to be able to rely on their vote. And once you take that away, all bets are off. Let's go to Roger in uh, Hutchinson, Kansas. Hello there, Roger. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob Carson. Well, right now I'm about 200 miles north of Hutchinson, but I'm headed home. Very good. Yeah. What's, go- well, what's going on? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, you just hit two subjects. Uh, get this out of the way. Uh, Mayorkas in the same set of leg irons should be Garland, and just to make the feminists happy, throw in Yellen. Can we throw in Anthony Fauci, too? Yeah, that'll keep the feminists Maybe like happy. a chain also, gang. I I, 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 that's a chain him. gang I want to see, dude. That's a chain gang I want to see. Go ahead. Okay, now, Carrie Lake. Absolutely. I just love listening to her right now, but I don't have current current numbers, but a couple days ago, I was sitting at, okay, based on the, the voter registration for Arizona, 4.1-something, 2 million. Yeah. Based, and then on the uh, midterms from four years ago when Ducey got reelected and those turnout was 60, 65%, right now there should be about 280 to 290,000 actual ballots that where voters would have voted, votes. And they're a, a way woefully shy of that total number. And, you know... I guarantee you that Kerry Lake uh, energized Republicans and, of course, Democrats a lot more than Ducey versus, I think the guy's name was Garcia. It's a bad, yeah, I, I never yeah. heard of him before. And Roger, and Roger also, and we got to cut things short here, uh, 80% yeah. of Arizonans are against an open border. 80% of uh, Arizona voters say that the border has to be closed. Nobody uh, with that uh, in their mind decided to vote for Katie Hobbs. It's bullcrap. Yes. We're not stupid. If we are not deniers. Oh, oh. We are not conspiracy theorists. Bullcrap. This is the only okay, place in the country where yeah. 50% <laughs> of the machines didn't work. Give me a break. Go ahead. Got, got one more thing. Yes. Uh, the guy who was in charge of voting in Maricopa County, I think they call him a recorder or something, yep. is the new Secretary of State to replace Hobbs. Now, how about that? Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. And I believe he also started a PAC. Um, I don't have the uh, information. He started a uh, PAC. Um, I'll, I'll get the information on it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's cool. clearly this one appears to be bought and paid for, and uh, she should not... Uh, I'm not going to say go down fighting. She needs to just win. This is nonsense. They need another. They need an audit or a new election. Uh, thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it, Barbara. You hold on. Chris, you hold on. This is the Rob Carson Show. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. Mr. Gates, Mr. Gallardo, you are the most corrupt man on this board. This entire board is corrupt. You need to be replaced. You should not be representing us. You know it. I know it. And the American people know it. These are voters in uh, Maricopa County, Arizona. We're done with your nonsense. It's time to get some real men in here. This is the epitome of weak, corrupt men. You five up here. God bless you. Have a good day. Phoenix's bulk trash pickup is weeks behind, and it works better than this. 
How many tax dollars from the future did Bill Gates cost the state of Arizona? Thank you. So, unfortunately, there's a lot of unethical behavior going on here, and you all will have to answer to a higher authority. This doesn't sound like people who think the election was free and fair, uh, particularly since 50% of the machines didn't work in Maricopa County and 17% of the turnout on Election Day was Democrats. The rest was Republicans who waited until the day of to go vote and then found gigantic lines. Oh, and this new poll here, this is kind of fun here, this is Rasmussen. Uh, 27% of respondents said it's somewhat likely and 30% say it's very likely that cheating will affect the outcomes of this year's elections. Yeah. Uh, Rasmussen uh, surveyed a thousand people. They say 57% of those said that uh, cheating likely affected uh, election outcomes in the uh, in the midterms. That's kind of funny, isn't it? I thought we left that behind. Now we just go after Donald Trump. No, we haven't, because people in Arizona are really mad and with good cause, with very very good cause. Uh, let's go to what uh, did you do, do, do? Let's go to Barbara. Barbara in Baltimore. Hello, Barbara. How are you? Hey, Rob, thanks so much for taking my call. Great show today, you alone for bear. I would just <laughs> like to say this from the outset. Carrie Lake, I've never seen such presidential timber in my life in a female. Yeah. I tell you what. Yes. Uh, she, is, she is the one. I do yeah. believe. Not now. She's not ready for it. But she is absolutely the one to fight for Arizona and get to the bottom of what's going on there. But I just wanted to let you know, you are loaded for bear. I got to say it again. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the depression that I had, I was a little bit depressed when I called you on maybe two, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, you know, you feel it, especially listening to the rhinos and, and listening to the people that are just crying about, oh, Trump said this, Trump said that. All I'm saying to everybody is this here. We need to stay focused on the game plan and not the players. Donald Trump is the leader of the GOP. Trust me. I will never leave his side. Never. Paul Ryder coming out today with his mess about who could be another person. Yeah, like he lost in 2012. Him and (laughs) Romney, the way they choked and couldn't win in 2012. I went out and went all the way to Virginia to campaign for them, and both of them were weak. As far as I'm concerned, Paul Rhino needs to be put on the back burner and forgotten forever. He's close to work. I hear he's worth almost a billion dollars. Really? He's getting pretty rich. A lot of people getting rich. He's just another swamp rat. And, uh, you know, people need to just keep remember that. Uh, uh, The wizard behind behind the screen is still manipulating. Still manipulating. And I can't. And today, I was in the war room today with Steve Bannon. I'm talking about the the real deal. Steve Bannon, MAGA. He's not none of it. Everybody on that show, even Chrissy Nome, a lot of people might have heard. Oh, Chrissy Nome is not backing Donald Trump. She said she did not say that. Yeah, she backed yeah. down from that. You know that she's a great governor of a, a state in South Dakota. I think yeah. out there in the mountains. We don't really know you, girl. You are not ready for prime time if you're not going to back Donald Trump. Some yeah, and Barbara, Barbara, uh, you know, also there's I, some other people. Just, there are also uh, some other. Uh, let me finish my thought, Barbara. We have to have a two way conversation. Barbara, can you hear me? One, two, three. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? 
couple of things here. Uh, first of all, one uh, election that we didn't pay any attention to, another person who's absolutely amazing, uh, just happens to be uh, Mike Huckabee's daughter. She won by uh, 63.5% of the vote in Arkansas. So she's another one. Uh, second of all, there are some people who jumped, went some Sears, who hadn't really proved anything uh, as uh, in, in her job. She uh, threw Donald Trump overboard, and so did um, Candace Owens. So uh, honestly, th- th- it's good that we know who's given up. It, we, it, it's good to know who is, does not have the backbone to uh, to be in this fight when all of the people who are telling you that uh, called you a, ma- a MAGA fascist, called you a white supremacist, now want to join hands and unite behind the candidate of their choice. And I say bullcrap. I got to tell you, uh, I didn't know about Candace Owens' jumping ship until just a few hours ago. Yeah. I did not. I, I, you know, I, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked by it. Uh, I'm disappointed. But you know what? You know, that's what, that's what happens when you shake out the trees. Ron DeSantis is not going to run for president. I don't know what all these people are doing. Ron DeSantis has got money that he's gotten donated from all kinds of sources. And he's going to have payback to give to people. Donald Trump doesn't owe nobody nothing. Yeah. And Trump yeah. fears him. But I just love what you're doing today. You lifted my spirits, and hopefully you've lifted the spirits of other WCBM uh, listeners who and other people across this country who yeah. are feeling like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? No, we did not lose. No, nope, we, we didn't, Barbara. We, we didn't, Barbara. Hey, Barbara, we I got I got to run. Barbara, I got to run. Uh, by the way, I, I mentioned that Nancy Pelosi was done with politics. No, she's still got to finish her term. I was, but she's no longer the Speaker of the House. So, are you at least thankful for that, Barbara? Absolutely. Those young, those young uh, snappers are going to run all over that old lady. I just want to see her sitting there in a little chair, no longer standing behind the president. And I want to see uh, Kevin McCarthy tear up the State of the Union after Joe Biden speaks the next time. Probably won't happen. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. My name's Richard Parisek. I voted on Election Day, November 8, 2022, at the Desert Hills Community Church of the Nazarene, which is located on 7th Street, north of the Carefree Highway. My uh, issue is my ballot was rejected after completed. It went through the tabulating machine, and I was told that there was a problem with the printer, that they couldn't accept my ballot. So they gave me two options. I could either put my ballot in some type of a container and they would count it a little bit later, or I could go through the whole procedure, sign in again, and vote and fill out a new... This was intentional. ...fresh ballot, which I elected to do because I wanted my vote to count on that day. That's what... And thousands probably threw their arms up and said, hell with it. I don't believe that Kerry Hobbs won. I think you'd be a fool to believe so. I really do. Uh, I really, really do. And it's not because the Democrats have done a great job calling people who would question election results and impropriety deniers and all of this nonsense. This is a post by uh, Josh Bernstein. I believe this is Gateway Pundit. Arizona election must be redone. 
Uh, here are at least three provable Constitution violations that render results uncertifiable. Article 2, Section 21 of the Arizona Constitution states. I'll try to make this so it's not like uh, legalese and all that. All elections shall be free and equal, and no power, civil or military, shall at any time intervene to I- prevent the free exercise of the right of suffrage. It is a fact that over 70 voting locations in Maricopa County had issues with ballot tabulator machines not being able to read voters' ballots. In addition, there were also reports of printers having configuration issues and even ink settings being improperly set, rendering ballots unreadable. All of these issues, whether purposeful or not, violate Article 2, Section 21 of the first sentence which states, all elections shall be free and equal. Having over 70 locations, which is roughly 30% of all Maricopa County's voting centers compromised, not working, or inoperable, violates the Arizona Constitution. This election was not fair or equal. And it didn't happen anywhere else. Only in the state where the Secretary of State is running for governor against Carrie Lake. And she has the ability to uh, certify results. Bull crap. Remember when Donald Trump was running for president and they had a hundred mile backup of cars to see uh, uh, it was a, it was a caravan of cars outside of Phoenix. I think I think this has to happen in Arizona again. All roads leading to the Capitol. Uh, I mean, all roads leading to the Capitol. This is bull crap, guys. This is nonsense. And you're not a denier or a conspiracy theorist if you look at this and go, really? Oh, I'm just so done with this nonsense. What happened on Election Day in Maricopa County was a violation of voters' equal protection rights, their First Amendment rights, and their voting rights. Maricopa County officials lied to voters when they instructed them to listen to this. Check out and check back in at another polling location if you want to vote. Nowhere in Arizona Elections Manual does it say this is an option or a solution. In fact, when someone checks in, whether they voted or not, they can't leave and go to another polling location because it won't be cons- it would be considered double voting. And there is no way to determine if the voter didn't vote at two different polling locations for this reason alone. The election should be annulled and redone. If that weren't bad enough, it's been revealed the chairman of the Board of Supervisors, his name's Bill Gates, along with Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer, started a political action committee on November 17th of 2021 called the Pro-Democracy Republicans of Arizona, which was designed specifically to recruit, train, and run candidates that do not question the validity of the 2020 election. Now listen to this. Typically, judges will refuse to take the case or dismiss it on the grounds that those filing do not have legal standing to do so. That's what happened with all of the people who said there was bullcrap involved in the 2020 election. That's why no judges heard it. It wasn't because there wasn't any evidence. That's nonsense. Even when there is ample amounts of evidence of malfeasance or fraud, as was the case in the lawsuits filed in 2020, most judges just simply refuse to see any evidence. And judges are political appointees. The amount of signed affidavits under penalty of perjury must exceed the unofficial margin of victory in each contested race. Meaning, in Maricopa County, they have to have 30,000 voters saying, uh, I was screwed out of my vote. Hopefully, that will happen. If you want to go to saveaznow.com, you can file your affidavit. Saveaznow.com. There you go. Let's see what else. Oh, this also happened in Houston. Did you hear that? Yeah, this this also happened in Houston, uh, in the uh, county Harris County near Houston. Same thing happened. Yeah, here is uh, here is a, uh, a Houston voter who uh, experienced the same thing, and this is a person of color. The 
Sunnyside Multicultural Center. I'm here voting. Oh, I was trying to vote. I got here 5 a.m. It is 8 a.m. I'm going to be working from my car because I'm waiting on the machines to be fixed. Um, I have watched so many cars pull up and drive away, pull up and drive away. I met a young person in line, his first time voting. Couldn't vote though, because the machines are broken. I did 20 years in the military. I don't tell myself to be anybody's hero. But this is, this is not right, y'all. It's not right. It's unacceptable. Here's Joe Biden uh, before the election. He was warning, you know, hey, man, this could be a stolen election. You never know. I mean, uh, there are a lot of malfeasance, and the, the, the election is going to be delayed and all that stuff. Yet now, extreme MAGA Republicans aim to question not only the legitimacy of past elections, but elections being held now. Well, he said that uh, MAGA Republicans might question the elections that are happening now. We were all trying to figure out why would he say something, because nobody cared about that. And then you kind of go, oh, really? And into the future. The extreme MAGA element of the Republican Party, which is a minority of that party, as I said earlier. No, it's not. But it's this driving force. It's trying to succeed where they failed in 2020. Why would he, why would he try to wave us off of any election suspicion in this midterm? There wasn't any organized plan by conservatives. They just wanted to go vote the day of. That's all they wanted to do. Here's a little bit more from our dear leader. And for the first time, this is the first time since the national election of 2020, once again, we're seeing record turnout all over the country. Yeah, conservatives. And that's good. We want Americans to vote. We want every American's voice to be heard. Now we have to move the process forward. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America. We know that many states don't start counting those ballots. Till and this is his excuse for the late uh, for the late uh, vote count. Uh, meanwhile, in uh, in Brazil, a civil war is looming. Far-left Supreme Court wants to axe the Minister of Defense for telling the truth about the stolen election. Hundreds of thousands, millions of people continue to protest in the streets of Brazil. Corrupt leftist Chief Justice Alexander uh, de Moraes wants the Minister of Defense removed for telling the truth about the election. Yeah, the left-wing Supreme Court judge uh, enabled the convicted communist embezzler Luis uh, da Silva to even run for president. Now wants uh, the Minister of Defense, Jennifer, J- Jennifer, General Paulo Sergio, uh, deposed. He's saying that he thinks that uh, the, uh, he said actually, he said it is not impossible to rule out the electronic voting system is free of malware that could impair its function. So uh, uh, instead of investigating the allegations, the Supreme Court charged uh, uh, that the uh, report endangered the physical safety of citizens who were involuntarily pro- uh, encouraged to protest. As more than three million Brazilians turned up uh, on Republic Day, November the 15th, to protest the election. You see, because the uh, president, uh, Bolsonaro, uh, lost his election, even though the down ticket was completely conservative. So I, I would look at uh, look at. Um, uh, Brazil, uh, as far as the shape of things to come in America. Let's see what else here. Oh, uh, far-left Democrat Karen Bass won the Los Angeles mayoral election, uh, even though on election day, <clears throat> her challenger, Rick Caruso, was in the lead. 
but they came up with the votes. Isn't that funny? Here's here's something out of Pennsylvania. I'm just I'm not trying to connect any dots here. I'll let you figure that out. But listen to this. Pennsylvania elective observers filed a complaint against the Delaware County Board of Elections after county officials took a detour on election night with the county's ballots and V drives into a closed building for six hours where poll watchers were prevented from entering the building at the time. Why would they do that? Yeah. Yeah, plaintiffs Leah Hoops, Gregory Stinson, and Nicole Massino would like the certification stopped until the hearing at which they could present evidence that the county detoured the election night journey of the county's physical ballots and V-drives for six hours into a closed building, which poll watchers were prohibited from entering. But other than that, nothing to see there. Oh, my goodness, in Virginia, another poll book discrepancy. <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. I usually use the cough button, but I couldn't reach it. Uh, discrepancy was reported in one precinct in Dallas County, Texas, uh, later discovered in numerous other precincts. Apparently, the uh, uh, digitalpollwatchers.org has discovered through data obtained through the Secretary of State in Virginia, up to 23% of in-person early voters were checked in at impossible times. This affected upwards of 156,576 potential votes out of 520,000 in Virginia. You see, the operating hours of the Virginia Department of Elections are 7 a.m to 7 p.m., but 156,000 of those votes fell out of those, uh, and many of them occurred at midnight. It's kind of weird how that, why would that happen? I don't even know. I don't even know. Oh, and then a Los Angeles woman found a bag of, uh, her and she was walking her dog, they found a uh, a bag of 100 uh, stolen, unopened mail-in ballots uh, while she was walking her dog the other night. Oh, and then also there was the Project Veritas. They found all these uh, places there was engin- election engineering or, or electioneering going on at campaign places. The usual suspects, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Chicago. They bust people in and they give them uh, sample ballots already filled out for them so they'll know. And then they give them groceries and they give them, you know, uh, booze or whatever the hell. Uh, it's happening all over the place. But we're supposed to uh, believe this is all in the up and up. Yeah. And then there's this. Listen, uh, the iconic brands that slammed the Georgia election law have eggs on their face. Remember, remember that uh, passage of Georgia SB 202? Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta, said that they were restricting access for votings, uh, you know, for voting. They moved to Denver, and they, they, they like to uh, virtue signal and make you feel bad for wanting uh, voter integrity. said that the best way to discriminate our values as a sport is to, uh, to uh, 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 move the, the game out of the, uh, the state. Biden blasted the laws an atrocity. Problem is, they had gigantic turnout. Gigantic turnout. All-time record midterm early voting turnout record this year after the law's enactment. Total turnout of early voters, both in person and absentee, 22,500,000. There were 2,200,000 total early in-person voters this year compared to 1,800,000 in 2018. Uh, They had a record turnout, even though there was this uh, uh, Georgia SB202. So all of these companies like Coca-Cola... Major League Baseball and all that, who tried to shame uh, and make it sound like it was racist, were wrong. Will you get an opponent, uh, an apology from Coca-Cola? No, you won't. And you won't get one from Major League Baseball either. Those are just a few, by the way. Those are just a few. I, uh, I want Carrie Lake to fight this for every 
ounce of her being. And I think that uh, if Katie Hobbs attempts to certify this election, then the uh, the good voters of uh, Arizona who say 80 percent of them say that illegal immigration across the border is a major problem. There's no way they voted for Katie Hobbs, but she cannot cannot certify this election. And if there is, there has to be an uprising. I'm not talking about a physical uprising. I'm talking about uh, shut it down. Shut down. Uh, you know, that means maybe not going to work. That means maybe, uh, you know, certainly getting in touch with your uh, congressman, uh, doing whatever you can. Um, uh, civil disobedience, because this is nonsense. This cannot be allowed to happen. This cannot be allowed to exist. A secretary of state in charge of the elections who would not recuse herself cannot certify an election, particularly when 50, 30 to 50 percent of the machines in the most populous county where 75 percent of the voters the day of the election were Republican. This cannot be allowed to stand. Chris, you hold on. Michelle, you hold on. You'll be up next. This is the Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. So as we speak, a big day today. Nancy Pelosi stepped down from uh, being House uh, Speaker. She's going to be sitting in a chair with the rest of the uh, plebs for the next couple of years. Yay! Uh, the House GOP has launched a, uh, a probe into Hunter Biden's laptop. That's great. And Jim Jordan, uh, they're going after the FBI. Here's a little bit of Jim Jordan just a few minutes ago. I'm going to quit interfering with elections. 2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. 2020, they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden story. 2022, they raided the president's home 91 days before the election. Maybe it'd be nice if the FBI and the Justice Department just stayed out of it and let we the people decide who we think should represent us, who we think should lead us. That's supposed to be how America works. Yeah, it is, and it's not. And also the DHS. Let's not forget the DHS. Uh, there's got to be a chain gang. There's got to be a, that's the sound of the man working on the chain. It's going to have to be Mayorkas. It's going to have to be Fauci. It's going to have to be Ray. It's going to have to be Comey. Uh, it, unbelievable. I'll tell you, remember the abuses and usurpations I talked about? You think those are gone? Oh, no, 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 no. We're just beginning uh, the piper has to be paid. I know that Chris in Fort Worth has been holding for a long time. Chris, I apologize for that. What's going on, my brother? Hey, it's Chris and uh, your your man, Chris in Fort Worth. Uh, yes. Hey, it's actually a sunny day, clear skies. Because well, Nancy's no longer uh, yeah. in charge of the house, but we've got <laughs> yeah. this cold wind coming from Maricopa. You know, we're we're not liking it. I know people in Maricopa aren't liking it. It's been we've been what you call the pruder film. And if you know what I mean, that mm -hmm. film, at the last moment, you don't see the assassination, but it happens. And they say, oh, it's over. We win. And no, it's not like that. We got to Breeder Film three times in Arizona with Carrie um, Hamaday and my masters. Yeah. Uh, up in, in Nevada, we got to Breeder Film. You know, uh, the Laxalt, uh, and, you know, we're in Pennsylvania, of course. There's a lot. So, let, uh, listen, uh, now, remember, remember Laxalt? Remember Laxalt? Laxalt said uh, you know, he was ahead, and he said, you know, you're yeah. gonna have to, they're going to have to have 65% of the vote to beat me. And lo and behold, they found the ballots the next day. I cry BS on all of it. I know. It's crazy. And none right. of these candidates should concede. But, you know, no. I have a, a quick Well, song. some of them already have. But go ahead, real quick. And it's very quick, and uh, it's about what's going on, and there's a solution. And it originally was written as Obama Nation, but I had to change the title to Obiden Nation. Yeah. And it goes like this. Between Obiden and a hard spot. Between Obiden and a hard spot. Between Obiden and your hard spot. What you gonna do? We're in Obiden Nation. 
Oh, no. We're in a body nation. Oh, no. We're All right, uh, Chris, 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 Chris. I'm going to be Simon Cowell here real quick and say thank you All for right, coming bye. out. <laughs> Thanks for the call, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, real quick, uh, Michelle in Baltimore will be the last caller of the day. Hello, Michelle. Hi, good afternoon. I got two points to make. I, yep. I was listening this morning to uh, Derek, yep. and uh, I couldn't stand what he was saying about Admiral Rachel Levine. Um, when I think about all the uh, incompetence that Biden has hired, hired yep. named various positions, it reminds me of uh, the musical uh, The HMS Pinafore. So I have, I, I wonder if your friend, Mr. Gossett, would be willing to parody uh, the Biden administration from top to bottom. Uh, you know, we sing the handle on the big front door. So that's one. So that's okay. number two. It's yes. not going to be the handle. Number two is uh, what's going on with Carrie Lake. It seems yeah. to me that what we need is um, a, um, we call it a dramatic presentation. By that I mean, you remember the flotilla of folks that showed up yeah. without any prompting to support uh, yeah and, and, and i also michelle i also said the line of cars 100 miles long outside of phoenix when yeah. donald trump was yeah, yeah. go ahead yeah yes, exactly so so i was thinking that maybe what they need are you know wear indian headdresses unless it's considered not acceptable and have a slogan with big placards that say something like honest election without representation will not stand all right, Michelle, I got to run, okay? Thanks for the call. Uh, it is nonsense. I'm not afraid to say it. I have a second, a First Amendment right to say it. And also there's copious evidence. So I cry BS. Stay strong, Carrie. Uh, make Carrie One trend everywhere. Carrie One, K-A-R-I, One, W-O-N. Let's take a break. It's a Rob Carson Show. 70 polling locations with problems in Maricopa County. BS, BS. Uh, it's about common sense. It's about reason of being reasonable, and it's about uh, not being fooled again. I got to go. Have a glorious day, guys. We have much to be thankful for. Bye-bye, Nancy. Don't catch the stupid until tomorrow, and I'll see you.